Welcome to Tech Force Africa, a show sponsored by uh, Salesforce, uh, showcasing emerging African trailblazers in uh, the technology space. Now, for this episode, we are speaking to Dan uh, Orr, who is uh, the head of software and data engineering over at Sun Culture, an innovative irrigation uh, equipment producer uh, that is in Nairobi, Kenya, dedicated to empowering smallholder farmers in Africa. 600 million smallholder farming households in the region actually depend on rainfall to feed their crops uh, but that practice has resulted in low yields and no harvest uh, during dry seasons productivity in the region is now 50 percent lower than the world average sun culture's mission is to tackle this irrigation gap head on and uh, its solar powered irrigation equipment bundled uh, with services and financing has helped off-grid farmers increase their crop yields by 300 percent and reduce their water usage by 80%. Today, we're going to be learning more about the company's vision to help smallholder farmers uh, become resilient uh, to climate shock and uh, create sovereignty for themselves. Dan, greetings to you today. Greetings. Thank you so much uh, for being with us for today. We're certainly looking forward uh, to this uh, great discussion. Uh, but before getting into that, we have some uh, rapid fire questions uh, that we wanted uh, you know, to hit your way. Uh, you have about three seconds to answer very quickly. Uh, so getting into it, do you prefer car or bike? Car. Okay. And then uh, do you prefer being able to fly or reading minds? uh reading minds okay city or countryside countryside wind turbine or solar panel solar panel okay and then hydrogen car or electric car electric car and then hand wash or dish wash hand wash and wash. All right. And I, I think, you know, those rapid fire questions give us a little bit of insight, you know, into, you know, the type of person that uh, Dan is. And we're just going to be learning more about himself and, uh, you know, Sun Culture, what they're doing uh, for today. And Dan, I think that's a good place for us to start because as Sun Culture, um, you know, you guys are tackling some big global issues, including uh, climate change, food security, as well as uh, rural poverty. Poverty. Could you maybe give our audience, you know, those that are watching, those that are listening, a little bit more um, insight into Sun Culture and specifically your role um, over at uh, Sun Culture? Thanks. I think, as mentioned on your introduction, yeah, Sun Culture basically specializes on the provision of uh, solar water, uh, solar powered water pumps, uh, mostly made for irrigation purposes. Although Sun Culture has gone and not higher to bundle the product so that then it has more capabilities in it, uh, that includes lighting. So apart from just the solar uh, irrigation water pumps, it comes with lighting, as well as the bit of PG, which is more in terms of financing. So for me, the product itself is what is a no-brainer because then it's able to solve um, a number of challenges within the different ecosystems. That is mostly for the smallholder farmers. So if you think about some culture, it's supposed to make impact. And if you look at uh, the business and the business model, it actually comes up with a bundle product that then tries to solve the um, uh, challenges or the daily challenges of the smallholder farmers. 
um, from an education standpoint or from a water standpoint, look at it in terms of someone either takes long time to get water from either deep wells or from very long uh, river sources. And if you can't be able to tap into this water source, then that is a solution in itself. So the company is built on the premise of uh, solving the daily uh, smallholder challenges, but at the same time ensuring that we are able to offer other auxiliary services that is bundled with this product that speak to uh, lighting. Uh, we have got the credit facility together with it, as well as um, the daily um, uh, power lighting usage as is being put across here. Uh, you guys, as much as you are, you know, solving the irrigation issue, you know, there's a lot that's going on, in, you know, in that business, because not only are you doing the irrigation, there's the solar and the added value uh, that you guys, you know, are adding there, you know, if someone has um, solar equipment, you might as well be able to offer the lighting, um, you know, aspect and, you know, everything else along that way. And that accessibility factor, like what you said, you know, bringing in the financing aspect you know to 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 help you know some of these uh, some of the customers uh bring what is seen by many to actually be expensive equipment but making it accessible you know it's really great uh from that point of view but getting into some of the practicalities then dan is when someone then comes to sun culture and uh you know either you um and you they engage you guys and then you have that relationship uh, with the farmer could you give us some insight into how uh, solar uh, solar irrigation, you know, as a, a setup like that, can actually change the lives um, of uh, some of these off-grid farmers? And if you have any examples, any case studies um, of uh, you know any of the people that you guys have been working with uh, that can shed a little bit of light into the value that is being uh, created, you know, please, we're definitely here for it. Okay, yeah, because I think the value addition for what some culture has is quite huge. And if you look at how we, the mode of operation is also quite interesting. So a farmer would come into some culture to purchase a farm and uh, we offer consultation around it. We offer insulation around it, training and the other pieces. So uh, if you look at solar irrigation as a part of just improving the um, uh, quantity of produce that they have just to solve the problem of um, of, of product yield as well as a, 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 a food security. But look at it in terms of value adds that then comes in like consultation and the installation services that we have. So someone would actually buy the pump from some culture. We then go ahead and ensure we install the pump uh, and then train you on how to use the pump as well. So some of the products that we have is the agronomy services as well on the side where you can actually be advised on what products to sell and to grow so that then you are able to meet the income threshold that comes with it. So for me, I think the um, benefit of working with agriculture only not limited to the food security that then comes with uh, water irrigation, but also it's bundled with um, installation uh, services that we offer, as well as the um, training and agronomy services that are given as part of the advisory service and, uh, services. So if you think of it from that direction, then um, uh, it's actually making more sense to have uh, a business model that then helps the low hanging fruits in terms of the uh, people in the economy, that is the low cutter, 
And one of the things that for us we are focusing about in terms of the benefits of the irrigation system is not only to improve yield, but also to be ensured that uh, we are able to add to the farmer uh, the financial capability or the financial muscle so that they are able to sell the produce that they have at the end of the day as well. So there's the services that are involving around installation and agronomy services that we offer. And we are creating a new platform called Marifa, which then would be more like a data science platform for us. So the uh, water irrigation is quite key, but it's mainly helping in terms of the water for home usage, but at the same time helping in terms of uh, the quality of produce that is going to be yielded from the pharmacies. Um, and then in terms of that, because you're, you're, you're talking quite a bit about uh, that financial inclusion aspect and also uh, helping farmers to get their goods to market, um, are there any customer stories that you could uh, you know, give to us that can shed some light into um, how some of this is working on a practical level? Yeah, yeah, not to mimic per se the exact uh, case studies that we've had uh, within the field, but I think at some culture we have these uh, farmers who are very happy about the ability to be able to uh, actually install the kits uh, quite simply and then be able to proceed to uh, improve their yields. Most of them are on our bios. That is, uh, if you look at some culture page on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, or even YouTube. You can easily see this. And I think we have got a very famous woman. Uh, she's called Mary. Uh, she's She was then struggling with growing of uh, crops because she had to do a lot of uh, water from the winch, then have to irrigate her own farm. But then with the installation of the Sunculture water pump, she is then now able to have drip irrigation system, which then is uh, solar powered. That means low cost. At the same time, she doesn't need to struggle because our device is able to auto switch on and switch off based on the pump uh, water capabilities that is on our well, as well as if the farm is too irrigated, uh, she can be able to, uh, based on the number of times she's been uh, irrigating, we are able to learn that uh, this uh, uh, lady is irrigating every time. This is the amount of water content that she's irrigating. This is the humidity that is being transmitted by our solar device. Then we can be able to see if your farm is actually very humid and then stop the uh, irrigation system. So I think from a, an improvement perspective and one of the user stories is she was really in pain trying to get a lot of water from the well to irrigate our, our farm. But then with the installation of the sun culture pump, then this has become better because then she's able now to install the drip system. Yes. Um, people that, uh, you know, are in the world of farming, you know, would, you know, truly understand the value that you're talking about. You know, I grew up uh, on a giant sugar farm and irrigation because um, sugar is generally grown in very hot um, areas you need to have those irrigation systems in place and a lot of it comes with having power and electricity um, you know which tends to not be available in many parts um, you know of the continent especially um, outlying areas rural areas so you know having a solution like this you know one can definitely I can definitely even picture it in my mind you know how someone like Mary has been able to actually uh, benefit you know from something like that you know you take certain things for granted but just that ability to be able to pump 
um, you know, water, you know, uh, from the ground, yeah, or other sources, you know, whether it's dammed canals, you know, it's uh, it's definitely uh, amazing. And then the financial inclusion aspect, you know, because you guys have the hardware aspect that you've been explaining to us, as well as uh, the financial inclusion bit, you know, to make uh, the equipment um, accessible. You guys have an interesting model. Uh, I've never, I had never come across the term pay as you grow, um, you know, until, you know, engaging with Sun Culture, but you guys have that model, um, you know, for the, the financing. Can you tell us uh, a little bit around how that is working and also how it is that Sun Culture is able to extend uh, some of that credit? Because you really do see a number of fintechs, uh, for example, being able to use alternative data points and all of this to be able to extend that credit. Um, so how are you guys doing it? Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, it's uh, quite, uh, I wouldn't say it's quite simple, but then the logic is well thought through in terms of, remember in Kenya, for you to have a financial um, facility, then you'll have to go through a lot of uh, credit scoring. Uh, but then for us, what we are actually looking at is, even without the farmer giving us a lot of financial evidence that they have got the financial muscle to actually purchase our product, then we are able to go ahead to loan them. So we built a model where you first pay a deposit just to show commitment uh, that you are willing to buy our product. Then you'll be onboarded onto the pay as you go platform, which then means you can be able to pay bit by bit for your product. So that is the first part. The second part is how do we assess your credit worthiness? We built as full um, we call it CDS, customer data survey within the company. And what we are doing is we are, have we are asking the customer a number of behavioral and financial questions that then is passed through a model that can be able to credit score you and understand if you are actually going to be a good payer and a bad payer. But at the same time, also to improve our PG portfolio, what we've gone ahead is to learn from existing customers. So if I was a good I, I was a good customer or I'm a good customer, and we asked you a number of questions, we have got a number of data science models that then go come in handy to be able to help us understand which are the more directive or indicative questions uh, for which customer is going to be a good or a bad uh, customer at the end of the day. So uh, Sankancha focuses on not actually looking so much into your financial capability to be able to get a loan in terms of the facility, but looking at your ability to pay. So for a good example, if we ask you how many animals or the different types of animals do you have, if you tell us I have goats, I have sheep, then we know that this particular product has got an income capability. A good example is if I'm growing maize or I'm growing pepper, then potentially pepper is a high value product and would easily mean this person is likely to pay uh, the, the loan once given. So it is fairly much of the variable and also asking into the assets that you have uh, in terms of just valuing um, the customer in terms of credit worthiness, yes. It's very fascinating to see just how much uh, you know data can be used practically because we often hear uh, about data and how valuable data is. Uh, but most of the time, the value of data only comes from how you can practically you know, make use of it in, uh, you know, whatever that you're doing. So I guess the way that you guys are working on the, um, what do you call this, ability to pay, 
um you know aspect you know that that's uh, you know really great to see and also quite and as i said very fascinating uh, especially as someone who's observed a number of different ways uh, that people are scoring um you know for credit uh, and some of those models now you spoke about the customer journey um, when you were explaining uh, that a pay-as-you-grow model, that customer journey and the view uh, that you guys have of the customer and uh, understanding that. And I understand that uh, a lot of that is coming through uh, the Salesforce system. Why was Salesforce, you know, a good fit, um, you know, for Sun Culture? Because as you can imagine, there's a lot of things going on out there. And as uh, any technology business, you need to make that decision about uh, the technology and the platforms that you're going to use. Um, how did you, you know, go about uh, finding that fit? Yeah, so I think it started by first us shopping around to understand what level of CRM you want. So for us, the CRM would handle primarily the customer journey end to end. That is the ability to be onboarded as a lead uh, all the way until when we open for you an account. So one is we are looking at a system that one, we are able to tweak in ease. So meaning that we can either code, adjust the, the code base or just use low code to be able to tweak it, which Salesforce was actually suiting that uh, capability. Um, then the other bit also was ability to connect with other systems. That is uh, either the upstream applications or the downstream applications, which Salesforce yeah. take the box. So internally we have got our own loan management system that then is coupled up with the finance accounting system. And then we also have got on the side um, more like an inventory system. So if you look at it from that level, then you needed a system that is able to integrate with the other system. But most of for us is Sun Culture is working on a very different model of sales. That is, we have got uh, agents in the field that are then are either using a smartphone or, or are using a feature for so uh, that was the other problem that we needed to fix where we needed an application that is easily is it can be used on a, on a smartphone that is it and then two can also connect to other system like a ussd platform so this is to cater for agents that do not have smartphones but then they are actually willing to sell uh, so for me i think salesforce has come in handy because of the ability to allow us connect to the USSD platform, that's one, but also two, to work with a smart a smartphone a device where the agents in the field are actually able to open their leads, they are able to open their customers and see all the details within the Salesforce app itself. Uh, the other bit is around the other licensing part. I think Salesforce from a license point of view, it's very dynamic. You can actually choose whichever license you want to work with based on the business model that you want to work with. So like for us, I think we were onboarded on the native Salesforce service uh, cloud uh, licenses, but right now we have grown into more of service desk uh, licenses as well. We, we have got other like partner licenses uh, towards uh, the, the front-end users as well. So I think for us, it's quite big. The other thing that I can think through is around uh, case management or issues or uh, uh, resolution, customer resolutions. So I think the Salesforce ticked a box in that we are able to actually go ahead to build a full end-to-end -end escalation metrics of about customer issues. And a good example is because we are very hardware heavy as well as we are also like more of a FinTech. So if the device is actually switched off or it has an issue, 
the customer would actually raise a ticket through either our social media platforms, they can call in to the customer care channels, they can even go ahead and use our customer portal. We've launched a new product, which is customer facing now. So the ability to raise a ticket within the customer portal is quite interesting so that then it is logged and on your profile, all the communications are actually set. The other thing that has come for us as a no-brainer within Salesforce is the ability to build other functionalities. A good example is the commission payout. So we've been able to roll out a model that is able to calculate a commission payout based on the customer. So it, and end to end, it is not only about the customer journey, but it is also to improve the capabilities or the operation aspect within the business. But from a tech perspective, I think it has come in handy because of the integrations and just putting the software landscape or the software stack to the next level. Now, Dan, it really sounds like uh, you guys have a lot that's going on in terms of how um, you've been able to implement uh, Salesforce uh, there at Sun Culture, you know, all the different systems um, that you spoke about just now and how they interlink um, you know, with each other. And uh, I'm sure that does a lot in terms of giving you a unified view of, uh, of the customer, you know, across, um, you know, all the various systems, you know, that you guys are plugging into. Uh, I think you mentioned uh, a loan system as well, um, you know, that, uh, that uh, feeds into all that. So then the question that becomes, you've now understood uh, the customer, you now have all of this data. Uh, a key piece I can imagine for a business like yours is actually having, building and strengthening uh, your relationship with um, your customers. How does uh, Salesforce actually help you, uh, you know, to do that um, in terms of uh, building some of those personal relationships uh, with the farmers that uh, that you guys support as Sun Culture? I think it's... Uh... It's a wider net for that. Um, yeah, but then I would say if uh, we were to build personal relationship, we have got different levels of um, relationship that are able to be built by the different people uh, within the company. That is, if you want to look at it from a job uh, perspective or job description perspective, a good example is we have got relationship managers uh, within the business that are then are in charge of managing your portfolio. So what happens is uh, I as Dan could be assigned 100 customers that then I look at from a daily uh, today basis. That is understanding how then do they progress from their own workings. And even if they are also late in terms of payment, uh, Santacha is a little more negotiable. It's not as you late, we actually switching off your device. So if you look at it from that aspect, I would say we have got the different people that are interacting with the customers on a daily, uh, either from a customer relationship uh, management side, that is the uh, relationship managers themselves. At the same time, we have got engineers. So the engineers at Sun Culture are responsible for coming to do the installation, but at the same time, ensuring that you are embraced with the trainings that uh, they are coming. So I think Salesforce in itself has come in handy from a CRM perspective, one is understanding fully the customer journey, at the same time, understanding fully the customer plight. That is if there's any issue from the end, it's actually raised. And this is all in one system. It means I don't have to toggle to the loan management system. I don't have to toggle to this other system to understand the customer challenges and even the customer profile themselves. Uh, so this is actually something that for us we feel is quite great, but at the same time, the ability to allow 
um, customers uh, do what's called a referral earn. So I think it's coming in and we are, uh, we've launched a new model, which is uh, the refund and model. The beauty is it then allows the existing customers to become or walk the journey with Sun Culture by bringing in other customers as well. So if you actually refer another customer, then you are actually a mark for an earning, which is then all is built within Salesforce. So I think one of the things is, and as much as we have got the personal relationship that is employee to customer relation, but then Salesforce is helping us build products that the customers are able to then walk the journey with us. So we are able to track where your warranty, when were you installed, when are you marked for warranty expiration, all that is on Salesforce. Uh, when you do a refund and that is on Salesforce. Now we are coming up with a new model that is called the agent model, which is going to be a freelance agent model. So anyone can actually become a subculture agent, helping us sell at the same time, helping us and achieve the main company dream of bettering uh, the lives of the low, um, I call them, I would call them poor, but then the low income um, families. Yes. I, I like that, especially the customer journey and uh, the customer plight. Um, yeah, very important in terms of just trying to holistically understand, um, you know, what's going on uh, with the customers and the people that you're dealing with. Are there any metrics that you could maybe share with us? Uh, because you've uh, outlined, you know, quite comprehensively, you know, the impact of uh, Salesforce inside your business. But uh, are there any metrics that you can share with us? Yeah, I think uh, there is a good example is uh, we are a business that is in, um, trying to do a lot of quick resolution of issues and also turn around time around installation. So one of the things that we are very keen on is around at what point do you pay your money as part of the deposit amount and at what point do we get to install you? And if you raise any ticket, at what point do you do a ticket resolution as well? so that we have to grow the what's called the customer satisfaction. So for me, what is key is um, how then do we measure such KPIs like TAT? One is the turnaround time, and the turnaround time could spread wider in terms of looking at the engineer turnaround time by the time with which you actually paid your money to purchase and by the time with which we are installing you. Uh, Sun Culture has given um, a, a commitment of 24 hours for actually you to be installed. So what happens is I'll make a payment today. I'll say I'm ready. We'll dispatch it overnight. We use Wells Fargo for purposes of logistics. It will be at your doorstep next morning, which Wells Fargo is one of the biggest companies renowned for very good logistics. And then an engineer would actually show at your doorstep to install that kit. So if you look at it in terms of the KPIs that we are tracking is what is the turnaround time for the customers that we have? The other bit is around uh, what is the company growth? So Salesforce actually helps us understand what is our conversion ratio in terms of the number of leads that we actually get into the system, how many have actually been converted into customers and the ability to actually know where are, are the opportunities lost. The beauty is Salesforce is able to actually help us identify what are the uh, gaps in terms of is this region, a good sales region, is this cluster a good sales cluster? So we've gone ahead to divide the country into the different clusters for purposes of sales. So it makes so much sense to track 
the sales KPIs within Salesforce based on its dashboarding capabilities and just understand the funnel of who is dropping where and what are the lost opportunities, what can be remedied in the different regions as well. You know, it's really great um, when you see, I guess, a system like that being able to help you on uh, both the internal and external side, right? Uh, because they sometimes say that, you know, if it can't be measured, then, you know, why are you doing it, right? So just that ability to, you know, um, record and get an understanding of the customer journey, but also at the same time, um, you know, looking at, uh, you know, using it as a tool uh, to understand the state of your own business, you know, the conversions that you spoke about, um, you know, just now, it's really great. And also just that rate of growth. And I think that helps us, you know, very nicely uh, to come to the end of, uh, you know, today's discussion to talk about that growth. Uh, because right now, as Sun Culture, um, you guys are the the largest um, you know, solar pump distributor in sub-Saharan Africa um, at the moment. Uh, and we want to peer a little bit into uh, the crystal ball. We want to look into the future. Uh, we want to look into the tea leaves or what, however way you want to um, you know, frame it. We want to understand how are you uh, thinking about uh, the future and uh, where the company is going. Ah, super. That makes me think like a scene. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, just to maybe pink um, something onto the where Sun Culture is headed to. I think uh, for us, one is the biggest thing is about international expansion, because then yep. uh, we need to be that distributor again in Africa. Uh, we say Sun Culture products are already out there, meaning that we are selling through different sales channels. We are selling through distributors in Ivory Coast, Togo, Mali. Um, a number of countries, Uganda as well. But now we want to go in a some culture. So international expansion and looking at Uganda, Ivory Coast as the next market uh, over in January, that is the first thing. Uh, the other bit for the business is around innovation. Remember, if you had to stay in business, that's one we have to innovate as well as if you want to solve the daily challenges that the uh, farmers face, then we have to innovate. So then we are looking at it in two different uh, ways of doing it. One is improving the current existing system. So we are coming up with a new product. It's an upgrade of the existing pump, uh, more sustainable, more heavyweight, can be able to pump more water for, the lo for a longer time. We are calling it CSP2. Um, if that is the way to go. Uh, the other side is also to bring in more product add-ons. So remember, as a customer, if you're only providing me with light, you're providing me with water uh, or the charging uh, power. What if I can be able to run my radio? And we also we also have televisions, by the way. So if you're all doing all that, what if I can have a radio? What if I can have like a shaver? What if I can have a fridge being run by the same device? So if you look at it from that aspect, then it's to solve these little challenges that the customers have uh, by just adding more add-ons onto the product but at the same time, bringing more onto uh, the current product, becoming more versatile to handle such products. Then I think lastly, we would speak more towards lowering prices. That is what Sun Culture is actually quite looking into, because then it is going to become so huge. So one of the things that we are looking at is venturing into carbon. Remember already us being a solar, off-grid solar company, uh, we are trying to do a lot of uh, SDG uh, management as well as looking towards um, 
reduction of the carbon emissions. So Sun Culture is going into carbon credit. And I think once we are able to raise through carbon credit, uh, the only way we can give back to the communities by lowering uh, the prices of our products so that then we are also able to reach more uh, farmers at the end of the day. So I think those three would actually give quite an insight on where we are actually headed to. And I think also customer training, this is something that for us now as the tech team as well, we are actually building product around the whole training piece so that we can be able to train our customers on what to plant, when and how using the massive data that we are collecting from our device. Yeah. All right. So four things coming out um, in terms of that uh, vision of the future international expansion. Uh, we're also looking at uh, increasing the number of, uh, of products and services that are on the platform, lowering prices, and then also, um, you know, expanding when it comes to uh, that issue of training. Um, so it's been a very fascinating conversation, just, uh, you know, chatting uh, with Dan around um, what's happening at Sun Culture, um, that issue of, um, you know, solving for energy. And uh, at some point, it felt like, you know, energy was one of those things uh, that uh, was sort of confined to being an issue, let's say, uh, on the African continent, but around the world, uh, people are struggling with the energy issue, energy prices have gone up. Um, so anything uh, that uh, can actually help when it comes to, you know, inclusivity, um, you know, on the side of energy, because we often talk about financial inclusion, but um, it really does sound like um, part of the equation for Sun Culture is energy um, inclusion. And who knows uh, where a model like this could go, um, you know, to other parts of the world, uh, that international expansion that he was talking about just now, you already know, um, I counted at least seven countries uh, that are being spoken about you know either as current um or in terms of the future you know and who knows where we'll be in a year two five years time in terms of that expansion and then lastly you know just getting that view um you know how do you use the data uh, to be able to understand the customer uh, but also at the same time then add value to their operation in this particular case uh we're talking farming but how do you then add value in terms of their operations uh plus also at the same time being able to extend that credit so dan you know really great uh you know uh, insight that you've been sharing with us and uh, we're hoping that as we end off, uh, we might just get one or two more nuggets from you, um, as is our tradition here on Tech Force Africa, to get um, your take on the best and worst business advice that you've ever received. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. The worst business uh, advice I've ever received is I was at some point investing onto um, a share market. And I think uh, I was actually advised to put in some good money. And then I think the market was shrinking. Uh, we anticipated wrongly. And I think that's all the, some of the things that uh, people need to look at uh, whenever you're looking at data to be able to device insights. So the market was shrinking, got some shares, and then it actually shrunk uh, with me. <laughs> the company went down with my shares. So I think that is one of the things I regret most in terms of what I put my money in. Um, in terms of the best advices I've ever been given, uh, I think it's starting up a poultry farm. Uh, it, it works for me. And I think uh, the other bit is also buying a Sankaja product. I'm a, a customer by myself. 
So I've yeah. actually put up a fish farm. So it's quite interesting how much I can be able to also use uh, the water that I get from the solar and then no cost in terms of electricity. So, and then I'm also on the PG. So my meaning I have to get, I, I pay less money every month, making it much more comfortable for myself. So I'm also a case study when it comes to as an organization, yeah. So both sides of the equation, not only are you helping to make and develop some culture products, but you're also, um, you know, making use of uh, those uh, same projects, you know, in your own uh, operations there, you know, so yeah, really great. And I think uh, that's a great place for us uh, to end off uh, what has been a what has been a great discussion um, with Dan Orr, who is uh, the head of software and data engineering over at Sun Culture. They are an irrigation equipment uh, producer in Nairobi, Kenya. So that brings us to the end of this edition. Thank you so much to everyone who was watching and listening. Uh, this has been another edition of Tech Force Africa, where we look at some of the most important issues uh, that are affecting technology business in and around Africa. This was Tech Force Africa. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating and a review. See you next time.